Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading John 20, verses 1 through 10. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Now, whenever I read something like this, uh, such a vivid story uh, in scripture, I try to kind of imagine myself in their place. So first of all, Mary, she finds the tomb empty and she freaks out, right? Because after all they've done to Jesus, after all the injustice, now, even in death, he has to suffer this indignity because she thinks they couldn't just leave him alone. They took Jesus like someone stole the body. We talk a lot in Christian circles about uh, the empty grave, right? You ever heard that? We say the grave is empty and, and that's where our hope is and how significant that is. And it's true. And I don't want to diminish that at all. But when it, it occurs to me uh, or it, it occurred to me at some point that when we say empty grave, we're really talking about the resurrection. And the resurrection is attested to by eyewitnesses who also saw Jesus and could uh, verify that he was alive. I remember talking to a guy once who didn't believe in Jesus at all, other than that he was some great teacher who lived a long time ago. And I remember saying, yeah, but the grave was empty, right? Like, how can you explain the empty grave? And I remember he said, look, just because a grave is empty doesn't mean its inhabitants are walking around somewhere. Like, you need a little more on resurrection than just an empty grave. And I thought, okay, that's actually a good point. Uh, because Mary came to the tomb and she saw that it was empty. And her first thought was not, Jesus is alive. Her first thought was, what have they done with Jesus? And I'd have to say, I'd probably have been with Mary on this one. You know, sometimes we want to jump to and like, look, God definitely did something because something has happened here. And, and Mary is kind of like, I think there's maybe a natural explanation for it. You know, maybe I don't want to get my hopes up uh, too much. I don't want to jump to that too quickly. So uh, you know, probably somebody took Jesus. I, Mary and I probably could have been friends in that regard. Then Peter and John come. And why wouldn't John go inside? It says he, he looked and he saw, but he didn't go inside. Why? I wonder why that is. I, I just speculate at this point, but I wonder if he was afraid of what he might find. Like, did he have his hopes up already at this point? Like these guys ran and it wasn't like, hey, let's go investigate this together. No, they were like, forget you. I'm getting there as fast as I can. Sorry, Peter, you're out of shape. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm taking off. I'm leaving you in the dust. Did he have his hopes up and he didn't want to be disappointed? Or maybe the opposite. Was he sure someone had stolen the body and so he didn't really want to investigate it further? Like, did he feel the danger of the situation that the person who had done this would surely not hesitate to get rid of anyone that they found snooping around the crime scene? Peter, on the other hand, and true to form, just goes right in. He was always a ready, fire, aim kind of guy. Uh, John seems a little more cautious. Peter just goes headfirst into things. 
like going head first through the, the, the opening to the tomb. But they both see not just that the tomb is empty, but that the grave clothes are empty. That's interesting. It's an interesting development. It's almost as if someone took them off. But why would you take the wrappings off of a dead body? That makes no sense at all. If you were stealing the body, you just pick it up and you take it. Why would you take the time, number one, and why would you leave the grave clothes behind, number two? To my skeptic friend, that might have been circumstantial evidence at best. I mean, true, it doesn't make sense for a grave robber to leave the grave clothes behind, but I think he'd probably still cling to the argument that just because the clothes are empty doesn't mean the inhabitants are walking around somewhere. But for Peter and John, who spent time with Jesus, they see and believe. And I wonder, what do they believe? Do they know what's happened at this point? Do they understand that there was a physical resurrection? I'm not in that, just that moment. I'm not sure they fully understand that yet. I, I wonder if they might think that there's been a miracle and they, they might think that, you know, maybe Jesus was taken up to heaven. I don't know. Over the years of their relationship with Jesus, they rarely understood what was happening until after Jesus had showed it to them. So I don't know that they were expecting to meet their resurrected friend yet. But even if they might not have known exactly how the next chapter was going to go, they believed that the story was not over. So what about you? Sometimes we think that everybody else around us has it all figured out. Everyone else knows exactly what God is doing and what it's going to look like and exactly how to follow. And I don't think that's true. Or if it is true, I think that's the exception rather than the rule to have that level of clarity. You might not know exactly what God is doing in your life, but you know that he's doing something, don't you? Just because you can't see the writing on the next page yet, still you know it's there, don't you? There is more to your story and there is more that God is doing in your life, even if you don't know exactly how it will be. Living with Jesus means being humbled and surprised often when he shows up in ways you did not expect. That's what's happening to the disciples. They're being caught off guard and they're going to be caught off guard when they do get to walk and talk with the resurrected Jesus. It's interesting to me that even in this moment, when they are certain that the story is over, all hope is lost because Jesus is in the grave, right? But then they found out that their story wasn't over, that it hadn't all been for nothing, that Jesus had not left them as orphans, just like he said he wouldn't. And for the disciples, I think there was this moment of understanding that everything was about to come together. Maybe things that Jesus said or did kind of started to take on new significance in light of what they had just experienced. And maybe the things they had learned in their lives and in their time with Jesus, that maybe those things had a significant beyond what they could have understood at the time. So I wonder, do you know where your life with Jesus is going? Whether you think you do or you think you don't, I would say prepare to be surprised. Or do you think that your story is over? Oh, prepare to be surprised because we live with not just hope, but we live with confidence that all God has shown us and all that we have learned will mean something more than we even thought possible one day.
and we follow and we run to the grave to check it out and we see and we believe even if we don't fully understand yet. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see what you're doing, open our ears to hear what you're saying, that we follow you with all of the uh, enthusiasm, with all of the passion that we have, God, that we would just run after you and that you would show us what we need uh, to see and to understand so that we can believe and that we can follow you. God, give us give us the next step. Uh, God, um, we don't have to read the whole next page, but we just know that there is one. God, you're writing our story and it's not over. It's not over. God, thank you for that confidence and thank you for that hope today. May we live it. May we lean into it and be people who are so full of hope in the resurrection and hope in what you're doing in our lives that it just can't be contained and it just comes out into everything we do today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.